Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to do a Tactical Thursday mini episode. Thanks for listening. We are talking about today why you need an analytics mentor. So, John David, I'd love for you to speak to why you need an analytics mentor and what the value is of having a mentor. That is a fantastic question, and I want to answer that with an anecdote. Okay. So in a galaxy far, far away, there was Luke Skywalker, and he met Yoda. So all jokes aside, I think that talking about the hero's journey through Star Wars and how Luke was helped by Yoda to kind of ascend is the perfect kind of narrative structure. So you, you find a mentor who sees the potential in you and helps you actualize. So that could be actualizing into becoming a director or a VP or even a CEO of a company. But you don't get that kind of education, like a mentorship education, from traditional academics. Especially because most of your professors have never actually practiced analytics. They are in the academy. They're not you know, day in and day out analyzing Um, data or navigating kind of more complex corporate hierarchies. So does that answer your question? That does in a very interesting way with Yoda and Luke Skywalker, Star Wars reference for everybody out there. I love it. Um, I agree that a mentor relationship can be really helpful for you to learn new skills, to learn what higher ups really value, to really build a relationship with somebody who could help you further down the line with your career. So I think it's a wonderful thing that you can do. And I would say some academic programs may have some practicing professors who are still doing analytics work. So B, if you're thinking about, side note, a analytics program, look for programs where you do have some of those professors that are still working. That's a little bit of a side note from our analytics mentor conversation. (laughs) So back to the analytics mentor conversation, I think you have been somebody who's been really successful with building relationships with people who have really strong job titles, maybe have high positions, they may seem scary to approach or intimidating to approach. So how have you been able to reach out to those folks and develop a relationship? Well, so I'm a little bit of a different situation, I would say, than probably 95% of our audience because I'm an agency owner. So in Greensboro, North Carolina, there is maybe one other analytics shop in town or consulting firm, but they don't do so solely analytics work. So I've actually been fortunate in that I've had, you know, CFO, CMOs, fractional C-suite executives approach me. So Gary Fly, who was actually, I think he was our first guest, right? Mm-hmm. He was kind of my first unofficial mentor and that he was running his fractional um, C-suite executive company and he was going in and flipping companies, kind of like how you flip a house. And then he partnered with me because he saw that I knew how to use data to drive decisions. So I would say the first tactic of actually getting a mentor is become excellent at what you do. Because if you can stand out and really deliver on you know, the things that you have to do, you can start to get noticed from the higher ups. And then all they need to see is just a little bit of potential and they're like, oh wow, I wanna keep this person around because it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are good points. If you can showcase that you are competent, reliable, all those great things, 
then somebody who is in a higher level position will want to keep you around, want to help you cultivate your skills, continue to thrive. Right, because you have a specific tactic of like how you would reach out. Yeah, so I think there are a lot of different ways you can reach out. I think sometimes these relationships develop just organically. Maybe you're working with somebody at work and you guys have a lot in common. So I'd say two of my strongest mentors, that's what happened. They valued the work that I was doing. We had a lot in common. I knew I could learn from them. And so they became mentors for me. And I want to be clear here. I don't know that I ever have said to them, hey, Bridget, could you be my mentor? Or, hey, so-and-so, could you be my mentor? <laughs> right. You don't, you don't want to, like, be a goober and be like, hello, good sir. <laughs> I respect you, and I want to follow in your shadow. It's not like a, I don't know, like, it's not a real formal thing. And this is something I think a lot of analysts struggle with is the softer side of things, the soft skills. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to read the room. And this is kind of another tactic, is if you can solve a problem that one of your higher-ups is, is experiencing, that's like a straight shot to getting that relationship cemented, and it might blossom into a more of a mentor-type relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good point, too, is that these can blossom if you're doing things that get you noticed, and that can be a good way to start the relationship. Now, I do want to mention there are some formal mentoring programs. So a lot of universities may have this through their career center. You may see it through a professional organization. And in that capacity, that relationship is a little bit more established. It may even be a little more formal. You have agreed to meet with this person once a month or whatever it might be. So there certainly are avenues like that um, where you could develop a mentorship relationship that is less organic, I would say, and more of a program specifically designed to facilitate relationships. So that's certainly another way you can Right. Do I think that's a great way of finding people who are proactively looking to kind of spread the wisdom they have, which is, I think, an interesting thing to unpack into itself. So once you get kind of further into your career, a lot of people like to give back, and they want to invest in kind of the next generation, the people who are coming up within their organization or in their community. And it's intrinsically valuable to them because they feel like they're making an impact in someone else's life. Yeah, you're right about that too. Yeah, they feel like they're making an impact. They're helping the next generation of analysts along their way. So they get some value from it as well. I would also mention that if you guys go to a professional group, a professional affiliation, let's say a conference, you may meet some people there who could be good people to follow up with, develop relationships with. And those potentially could be sources of mentorship as well. So there are a lot of different avenues that you can take to finding a mentor and to approaching people. And I think the more that you do to reach out to folks, the more that you get to know folks, that's helpful. And also sometimes your work will really be indicative of your skill set and your strengths, and somebody might notice that as well. Right. And you also have to be coachable as a mentee. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to be excellent at what you do to get noticed, but also like you have to be willing to say, oh, I did that wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I want your opinion. Although you don't want to be too aggressive with that. If someone's like right in the middle of something, and they're, they're presenting and they're like, hey, can I get your opinion on this? <laughs> right. You didn't know your timing. <laughs> right. Yeah, please stop what you're doing. I need, I need help. <laughs> right, right. This is about me. Um, yeah, I think certainly you can ask for feedback, and that's 
actually kind of the beauty of a mentorship relationship is that they can be somebody that provides you with feedback or let's say you're in a sticky situation um, a problem that's really difficult to solve they can be somebody that you say hey I was thinking about going this route this is how I was going to tackle this wanted to hear what you thought about that so instead of this kind of relates back to something we've talked about before on the podcast in our leveling up episode instead of going to this mentor and saying hey I have a problem can you help me solve it? You could say, this is how I think I'm going to solve it, but you have 20 plus years of experience more than I do. What do you think of that approach? So I think that can be helpful too um, when you're in this type of relationship. Go to them with solutions and see what their feedback is. Yeah, I, I think that that's also getting that feedback and that help. It gets them to invest in you, which I think is going to be an upcoming tactic um, episode for us. But then it also helps strengthen your network because mm-hmm. of the Benjamin Franklin effect. If they mm-hmm. help you, they're going to invest in you, and they're going to want to help you and feel favorably about you. Mm-hmm. And these, bear in mind, are the people who are making the decisions. Right. So they probably hang out with other people who make decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a great way to just kind of give you some of that job security and opportunity for growth. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I do want to make the point, too, that this doesn't have to be somebody who's a C-suite person necessarily. This could be the position right ahead of you or two positions ahead of you could be somebody that would be good to learn from. So I think you can have mentors at different levels. I don't want to give the impression that it has to be you know, the CEO or a VP. Right. That's totally my like frame. That's, that's what I'm like going for personally. So yeah, if that's not what you, you want to be, you know, kind of cultivating, then by all means, you know, kind of set your sights on the person you want to emulate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of ways that you can go about this. And, And the last thing that I would say going about this is you can get mentorship from afar and I know that sounds kind of silly and what do you mean by that and essentially what I mean is there are many people in this world that I admire that I have never met people who have podcasts people who write books and those are people that I feel like I get to hear their wisdom through some of their platforms and that's another way that you can start to cultivate yourself as a professional So be thinking about that too, not only those mentorship relationships that you're going to develop with actual people that you know, but there could be some skill building, sort of mentoring, advice giving that you get from podcasts, from books, those types of things. Yeah, that's that's a great note to end on. So yeah, this is a global thing. You can can find your mentor across the world. Absolutely. So yeah, so that wraps up um, our tactical advice for this week. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. Um, we're going to have another Tuesday episode and then a little tactical Thursday episode as well. See you guys. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.